Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. 20 minutes away from 9 o'clock on Izzy and Kempi for breakfast, and you know it. We talk about grassroots and community sport a lot on this show. And, hey, something that's ignited passion and a lot of engagement has been the under-85s competition that New Zealand Rugby has fully endorsed and are really getting behind. An exciting announcement that the final, and we know the Karasbrook bush pigs, we know about their bender <laughs> that went for, like, 18 <laughs> days. Imagine this, the final of this year's competition is going to be the curtain raiser for the September Test match against Argentina in Hamilton. Wow. How much would the Bush Pigs love that setup if they get there again to go back to back? In studio with us, they're down the corridor. It's great to have him, and it's Steve Lancaster. He's the GM of Community Rugby at New Zealand Rugby. Morning, Steve. Great to have you in here. Yeah, morning. It's great to be here. Thanks. Oh, exciting news, mate. Under 85s, we've had a, a caller and a texter on the text machine. He's from the Grammar Tech Tunifars. And he listens, he plays for the under-85s, mate. So that's a huge announcement. How'd this come about? Well, it's something we've been working on for the last three years, to be honest. Uh, yeah, fr- right from the start of this competition, we've, we've been really keen to play the final um, at, at an event of significance or a venue of significance. So the first year, uh, the final was played at Eden Park as a curtain raiser to, to an NPC game. Um, last year, we played the game at the foot of Mount Taranaki, and, and um, both, both of those games televised live on Sky. And um, the goal has always been to get a curtain raiser to an All Blacks test, and so we've scored it this year, which is awesome. Just tell us a little bit about, um, which, which is a question on everyone's lips around the province, is the Silver Lake deal and what that does for community rugby as well, uh, Steve. You know, the, the, 80, the 85 kilogram competition's great, but for communities, what does this mean? Well, the, 85, the under-85s comp's probably a really good example of the type of thing that we'll be, we'll be able to invest in more. Um, so, yeah, we're really keen to ensure that the game reflects um, the, the, the needs and wants of, of our participants. Things like the under-85 grade, um, shorter formats, mm. uh, more snackable options, um, better environments for, for participants to play in, um, greater ability to connect through social media, digital uh, technology. Um, all of those things will, will become uh, much more viable for us um, with Silver Lake's investment in in the game. Mate, it's gaining a lot of traction as the under-85s. We've had many callers and some great callers and people that have been able to participate. But for you as NZR and you're part of the community, what's some other ideas and, and, and innovating things that you're going to potentially have coming up in the future to install that all ages and sizes can participate in the great game of rugby? 
Yeah, well, one thing we'd like to do with the Under-85 Cup is to, to grow it beyond a New Zealand format. So, you know, there's been a lot of talk about, well, do you pick a national team? Do you host a World Cup? Um, and, and nothing's off the table as far as we're Shiny trophy, is great. it? I wouldn't touch that. <laughs> <laughs> After the call we had last year for the Bush Peaks. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but, but also, you know, we're looking um, really hard at the teenage space, at secondary school rugby. So, again, COVID's made things challenging the last couple of years, but we're, uh, we're, we're looking at things like... Um, tournament week, um, competition formats, non-contact grades, um, continuing to grow uh, women's and girls' rugby. So that, all of those things are on the horizon. Also, we've got Steve Lancaster. He's the GM of Community Rugby for New Ze- NZR. We've got a few text messages, one from Jeremy. Can we move Super Rugby out into separate private entity and have New Zealand rugby focus on All Blacks, NPC and Community Rugby? Ooh, wow. Ooh, that's wow. A, that's, that's a technical question. You're <laughs> <laughs> um, probably asking the wrong person. But look, the, the, the reality for us is that the whole business is integrated. And for a long time, we've maintained that um, one of our real strengths as a country and as a nation is that the game is integrated from top to bottom. So it would be a huge step for us to to look to separate those. So you're talking about the strengths. What about the weaknesses out in the community? What are they? Well, um, teenage retention has been a, 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 you know, a, mm. an issue for, for quite some time. It's not a new challenge, but it's a challenge that we continue to face. And as you know, young people have an uh, increasing range of options available to them, we, we have to work even harder to keep them engaged in sport. We know sport's good for people, um, but that's one of our big challenges. Um, the growth of, um, of women and, and girls' participation in the game is a, a challenge that comes with a massive opportunity. So as we're seeing the makeup of our playing population change, we need to ensure that the game keeps pace with that, that our infrastructure Facilities, eh? So you've got your own changing rooms, you've got your, you know, safe environment to be in when you've got two genders playing. Both codes, rugby leagues are the same. We're trying to find that um, a solution to that problem as well. Um, Mate, the community buy-in in and around this 85 kilogram competition, is it across the country? Yeah, it is. Good question. So um, we've seen the, that the competition grow from 19 teams three years ago in its first year to 47 teams this year. Awesome. We've got 12 provincial unions represented. Not all of those provincial unions have under 85 grades, so we're seeing combination teams. The Bush Pigs are a great example last year. Uh, Hawke's Bay have got one this year. There's five teams from, from Canterbury uh, this year, but they don't have an under 85s grade. So um, we're seeing this competition really fostering the growth of that, that grade across the country. Yeah, no, that's very cool, Steve. Hey, this one's probably right in your wheelhouse. It's Jono from Pakaranga who says it's the greatest club in New Zealand, and they do a good job out there, don't they? The Silver Lake investment provides much needed investment to community rugby, but how will New Zealand, or how would New Zealand rugby ensure it's put to good use? How would it be allocated, and who would be in direct charge of the spending within the local game? And I think that's probably every club clubs in every industry you know mm. it's great to have the funding but how do we know it's going to the best place yeah I, I think there's about four questions in that question but I'll try yeah. and answer them um, <laughs> answer the lot yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look the the bottom line is that we've, we've been intent right from the outset that this um, this opportunity and, and this investment must benefit the community game and so we've spent much of the last two years working on how we ensure that happens how we as the um, the custodians of the game ensure that the whole game benefits not just uh, you know one aspect of the game so um, there, there there are um, short-term stakeholder investments within uh, the transaction that will flow directly to provincial unions into community clubs and we're working with the provincial unions as we speak on 
um, how those investments will flow and how we ensure that they flow directly to the intended recipients and for the purpose that we want. Um, there's also a legacy fund um, component, which is yeah. essentially an endowment that will be established uh, primarily to benefit the community game. The provincial unions will have significant say um, in the decision-making and administration of that fund, and that will um, set up for um, perpetuity the ability to invest in our community game. Um, how do you? How do you? Are you having a bit of pre- presence in the schools at the moment? Um, I've, I'm hearing a lot of conversations about clubs, and you spoke about trying to retain these teenagers. So when they leave school, they're going into the clubs. At the moment, they're skipping that, and they're not really filtering through the clubs. Is there a bit of an emphasis on that at the moment, from, from your point of view? Yep. So we're. Uh, yep. So as I said earlier, you know, teenage retention is a real challenge, but also ensuring that we preserve that integrated model where players progress from their schools through their clubs, their provincial unions, and ultimately onto to higher honours. Um, it's not easy. You know, yeah. working in that space is, is really challenging. Um, but we're trying stuff. We're, we're working hard alongside um, school sports bodies, the schools themselves, and the provincial unions, uh, and it's constant work on. Tell me, Steve, what is the what is the one thing that you know you need to implement in the community to make sure that the volunteer at the heart of clubs remains strong? Well, I could I could probably give you a list as long as my arm, but I'll pick one, and that <laughs> is to, to make life a bit easier for them, right? Yeah. So at the moment, as a volunteer in the community game, I, I look at what we've been through in the last two years with COVID, and I think, why on earth would anyone want to volunteer to try and run this thing? Yeah. Uh, you know, there's just been so much asked of them, and they are people who are giving their time freely to contribute to their communities. And so the one thing we could do, and, and again, it's something that we're looking at and, and continually assessing, is how do we make it easier for people to volunteer? How do we ask less of them? Technology will play a big part in that. And again, that's where, you know, um, you know, if we get the right outcome tomorrow at the SGM, we'll have an ability to invest more in that space. Yeah, yeah it's a huge day tomorrow, it really Ooh, is. Big but, day. But, like, the, the things you're doing, say, for for example, let's use the under 85, for example. If the product's good and people are loving it, it makes it easier for people to come and volunteer, right? They're there for the right reasons. And that's mm. where innovating with these sorts of competitions is so important. This weekend, I know it's a, a pretty big weekend, so they've got a big round, like almost a magic round type thing, don't they, for the under 85s? Yeah, yeah, and again, that's something that we try to do every every season is sort of have this this big round where all the teams are playing or as many teams as possible. So uh, if you're interested in checking out a bit of under 85 rugby, this is a good season to do so. There'll be lots of games. Hey, Steve, I've been an advocate for um, oval ball sport being played at one club. Okay, so I don't take a rugby league, wear a rugby league hat, a rugby union hat, a AFL hat, a touch hat, a tag hat. I wear an oval ball hat. Does the rugby union see that model where one oval ball represents communities like mine in Waitara, for instance, where all of our kids play all of those sports, housed in one place? Um, short answer is probably yes, uh, we do in time. You know, it's undeniable that um, the system is moving towards consolidated facilities, the hub model. Uh, there's some great examples around the country. Uh, Poneke and Wellington is one that springs to mind where you've got multiple sports operating out of one venue. Uh, makes life on the administrators easier. 100%. Uh, it makes it easier to um, cover the overhead because you've got multiple sports that are bringing money into the facility and into the club. Um, and, and look, we're not precious about rugby for, you know, rugby for rugby's sake or rugby at the exclusion of others. We're, we're really open to working with other sports. Uh, balance is better. The Sporting Z programme is probably a good example of that where we've worked with other sports including rugby league um, to grow sport as a whole.
Yeah. No, awesome, Steve. And you've covered a lot of ground there with us, which we really appreciate. We've got one last one. Ed from Tolaga Bay reckons he came all the way to Ruatoria and played a Legends game. <laughs> How'd that go? Any, any stories, any tales? Oh, that's an absolute set-up, that question, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, there is a couple of stories. Actually, about two minutes in, I got a massive boot to the side of the face. And I reckon <laughs> <laughs> and it, nobody's claimed responsibility. Everyone reckons it must have been an accident, but I'm not convinced. <laughs> yeah, just, just by chance, and he's on rugby rep yeah. down there. No, that's awesome, Steve. It's been great to have you in the studio. Thanks for bringing the trophy yeah, in. Yeah, look at that. Um, under 85 footy this weekend, where can people head if they want to go down and watch it? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, there's a lot of games happening in the Auckland region, but look, the best bet is probably to get on the website or your local yep. provincial union website and just have a look at your draws, local draws. Yeah, massive round, massive initiative. Appreciate your time, Steve. We'll catch up again soon. Yeah, good work. Thanks, yeah, guys. Awesome. There you go. Izzy and Kempi for breakfast, back with Smithy after this. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.